0: (tose) La pon, yo la pon, yo la pon, yo la pon, yo pon, yo pon, yo pon, yo pon, yo pon, yo pon, yo
1: Comrade, you are listening to WHIVLP New Orleans one hundred two point three. This is Good Morning Comrade. We have Jeff and Robert on the show. What is happening, Robert?
2: Well, I just got back from um, my sister in law's wedding in Florida, and that was that was an experience. It was a lot of family and a lot of Florida, and I am happy that I left that place. If anybody doesn't know, I'm I'm from the Tampa Bay area, You're and Florida, that's man. where. That's where the wedding was, and I um, I'm happy to be gone. That place is a hellscape; it is a nightmare. I do not ever want to live there so ever as a, again.
1: As a Disney adult, a self-described Disney adult, I'm sure yes. that you have some kind of opinion on the uh, war that uh, Ron DeSantis has uh, declared on Disney. Correct?
2: Not uh, really. I really don't. Honestly, I really don't care. Um, i hate to be a bummer i mean I it's hate... kind of funny right at least i mean it is funny but i don't i don't have any dog in the fight because i when I you say like yes i'm a disney adult but i am able to i separate like the whimsical kind of idea you know people in the corporation of the like the imagine well they used to have imagineers they don't anymore what happened um, to the imagineers uh, What do you mean? What uh, capitalism happened in the imagination? They got innovated
1: out of the job. They got replaced by AI. What's going on?
2: By uh, early GPT uh, chat ChatGPT. But um, yeah, so I'm able to be like, oh, I like the ideas. I like, I like things. I like theme parks. I like whimsical fantasy. I like all that. And I, but I can separate the idea parts of Disney from the multinational. A soul-crushing behemoth um, oh, that the Disney Corporation, spreads, I mean. yeah. That that outsources, you know, violence well, and wage
1: theft all across the world. That that all that so, stuff's like, good. The problem with Disney is that it's woke, just like Bud Light, and just like you know, um, <laughs> corporations do not care about
2: <laughs> being woke. I'm glad we. It's so stupid. It's I'm glad so we didn't even go into that. Like, so we,
1: this is in the light of the. Uh, co- this is a couple of weeks old news now, but there was this yeah. weird. Um, hubbub that uh, conservatives were starting because um, I didn't. I'm gonna guess anybody who
2: listens to this knows the Katie yeah. and, uh, well, I, I Well, not,
1: not just that. Uh, I didn't know who Dylan Mulvaney was. I didn't know who this was. Oh, is that is Dylan
2: Mulvaney? What right. did I say?
1: Katie, Katie McEnally. Like who is the, that? Uh, that was that's like, not a person. Uh, that was like you know that was like one of. The, the Trump like secretaries of uh,
2: oh man I press. honest to God I'm not even trying to be so the wedding was Sunday I'm still hungover <laughs> well, my anyway, dude I um, I haven't been I haven't been that drunk in like twenty years yeah so like so because it was well you know the wedding it was you know limo from limo from hotel to uh to wedding and dinner and all that Mm -hmm. to limo back and that's one of the main reasons why excuse me i'm so sorry that's one of the rain rain reasons why um i don't like getting drunk out like Mm -hmm. i don't like going to bourbon street or frenchman or getting drunk you know here in new orleans and it's because i'm thinking okay in the back of my mind like i have to be ready for worst case scenario like that's a that's a um fight or flight so, I mean, my, yeah, so I was going to say my therapist would tell you that is a uh, trauma response of hypervigilance. Sure. So I didn't care about getting drunk at this wedding and everything was all good. Like, okay, wedding over. And I'm like, everybody's like, after party's going to be in uh, the hotel, like, ballroom and like, ooh, let's go. Woo, woo, woo. I'm like, all about it until that limo started moving.
1: Uh oh. Once that limo
2: anymore. started moving, bro, that was, I was. Actually, it wasn't that bad. I just threw up once. I puked once and was able to. But like, as soon as we got back, I like ran to the room and I was just throwing up. Like, luckily, it wasn't one of those um, throw up up all night things. It was like throw up instantly, like instantly feel better. I could have
1: booed and rallied. But I was like, I'm going I'm 41 years old. I'm going to bed. Yeah, you're not doing that these days so much anymore. Unless it's like a real big deal. Yeah, like puking was like a blessing. It got you out of like the rest of the night. Because as soon as I did that, I felt instantly better. It got you, and it got you out you, the rest of the night too. Because you, yeah. And then I
2: had like a. My wife brought me a pizza after, and I nice. like had a slice of
1: pizza. Shouts to Aaron. And it's like I was fine, you know. But, Shouts to Aaron. I'm still hungover, dude. Yeah, that's that's rough, man. That's rough. It's a rough yeah. weekend. How many Bud Lights did you drink to get drunk like that?
2: Actually, I can count them. I had two.
1: Bud lights yeah i had two Bud lights because i was like oh i better i better slow down you made made me i was like the the, uh the 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 lgbt beer so that i was uh, like
2: yeah well, i was thinking well i was like i better slow down because mm -hmm. you know bud light that's that's just pretty much water anyway Mm -hmm. honestly like it was a to tell you the truth it was a gay wedding Mm-hmm. and so like the gay wedding is like being at the gay club like they were pouring it time. was just like yeah i got a gin and tonic and it was just like gin and a kiss of tonic water yeah, no gin it was like it was like the
1: bartender thought about tonic water and then just handed me a cup of gin yeah that's hey that's that's a good one that's probably why Oof. you're throwing up though yeah. all right well cool Oof. um so what's been going on man like uh i'm 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 in Virginia world over here so it's hard to keep up are you trying to uh, are you trying to segue to something or no, I don't no. know what's just like what's going on in the city
2: I know oh did you hear no this is we really didn't pre-talk about this because mm-hmm. I just found out about it at work when I was uh cruising the um the interwebs the Google News did you see over the weekend that Nate Diaz got into a brawl and choked a youtuber out on bourbon which youtuber I don't know some guy who looks like Logan Paul. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, I'm serious because you know, like he's supposed to fight Jake Paul. I can never get the Paul. I'm probably getting this completely wrong. I can never get the Paul. Logan Paul's straight. the
1: one that was at WrestleMania with KSI, and then okay, our- so he I- boxes, right? I think Logan Paul boxes. I think Jake Paul boxes too. No, so it's gotta be Logan Paul. I think KSI and KSI Nate Diaz Paul- is, is gonna kill him. So Nate Diaz, who is an actual like mixed martial arts fighter, like a real yeah, martial and an actual like insane, like a crazy like, guy.
2: He was punch drunk before he was in. Uh, he was like, I mean, I say this out of love, Nate, because I know like you're out of the state now. You got a warrant. He's there. Yeah. NOPD wants him. He has a warrant out. <laughs> but like I say this out of love. I would say this to your face. Like you're like a lovable like jerk. You're a legend. Like, you. You are, like, yeah, I would say, like, Nate Diaz is, like, he was CTE'd before he started, uh, before he started MMA, mm-hmm. and he's just, he's, like, a glutton for punishment, he's, like, the guy, he's, like, the crazy guy who you just can't keep down in a fight, he'll just, like, you have to kill him, he'll just keep coming after you, and I love him, He's but he is insane, he is insane, he's, like, a, a war machine light, you know, like, like we're talking about Bud Heavies and Bud Lights, he's, mm-hmm. like, war machine light. And this was in so. the order? Yeah, this was on bourbon. That's so wild. On Saturday night, there's video of it. Oh, I man. saw the video on, video not even on, on like TMZ or something. It was on uh, like NOLA.com. <laughs> oh, <Wow>,
1: man. <laughs> no, no, man. I'm sorry I missed it. I, this is are I a get or, down, or, this is what down I get here, a boy. Boring state with, with worse food than home. Oh, the
2: food in Florida was so bad, dude. Yeah. Yeah. I did go get some Cincinnati chili, though.
1: In Florida? That was oh yeah, yeah, because there's so many, you know, Ohio refugees. There's Ohio um, refugees? I did not know that was a thing. Oh yeah.
2: Not- like that's how my that's how I'm from like both places like Ohio and Florida. It's cause like when I was my parents were divorced, um they my mom moved back to Ohio because her parents had moved down to Florida, you know, decades ago. Yeah. Um but yeah, there's like I had my Cincinnati Chili. Um I like to call it the um, the hamilton county embassy like i swear like you should be able to pay your property taxes in there if you live in hamilton county you should be able to like buy reds tickets mm-hmm. it's like yeah you should you should just, they should just have that as the, the hamilton county embassy mm-hmm. like you should be able to renew your tags there like if you're like oh i'm from ohio but i got you know my tag just renew them there at mm-hmm. the skyline Chili. yeah
1: okay
2: i <sighs> bet that would rock
1: uh, so, um, let's yeah. talk about some news. Uh, okay. I guess the big thing that happened as of recording, recording on Tuesday, Joseph Robinette Biden has decided that he is going to run for election for president for reelection. Does this matter? Do you care?
2: I mean, yes, because I feel. See, this is where you and I. I do care because this is where, like. As far as like game theory and just the actual the the actual strategy that is you know political science mm-hmm. um I don't think there was any question of him not running. I think yeah. that was always gonna be the thing, but i don't think I think it's almost under duress like of course like this this old guy does not mind being president, but I don't think. I don't think that people around rather him be in
1: Ireland than be in America. Of course, right of now.
2: course. But I don't think the people around him who actually make decisions. I know that's a little conspiracy theory, but yeah, you know what I mean? Like yeah. everybody has a war room the party establishment. They want him to run because if he doesn't, it just looks it looks bad on the party. Yeah. Because like either like you imagine either to say it's like pick your poison. They're out of options too, by the way. Yeah, they don't. Have- yeah, you yeah. one you're out of
1: options. You don't even have a. You don't even have a a good bench to draw Kamala from. Kamala Harris For- is like gonna embarrass herself. Like mm-hmm. Pete Buttigieg, are you serious? Like yeah, but Amy. So you don't Amy Yeah, you don't even have a
2: good uh, bench to draw from. And so what are you going to be on a, a debate stage with DeSantis or Trump, mm-hmm. and then say you know. um Kamala Harris, the only reason you're here is because your boss is senile and sundowning. You, <laughs> you know, like no, we're not gonna do that. So Marianne, it does matter.
1: He's, the Marianne but no no not, know, not in any happens. way I'm excited about it mattering. Yeah. No, no, no. It's just like like the the, the the dread the the like you just look at things and you feel you just think about how things could have been like a couple years ago with the whole excitement oh, around Bernie and stuff and just saw the way that the party just like moved heaven and earth to prevent Bernie from getting the nomination and you're just like okay fine we just like whatever more of it.
2: I don't um, want to relitigate litigate 16 but like yeah. of course
1: no, the let, real, 16 more 2020 like, is what I'm thinking.
2: Or 2020 yeah but of course like the optimal solution would be bernie sanders to be president like but i take the you know i'm not the first person to say this but i take the approach of you know bernie was the compromise yeah to where i see there there's also uh, uh, another reality because i know we all we want to dream about this reality where bernie sanders comes and and we're all like living in the year of 3000 but i think there's another reality where bernie bernie wins um he becomes not commissar not you know Comrade in chief, but president of the United States. And then he gets done what a president of the United States in his powers are able to do. And then four years from there, um, he gets beat. And then everybody goes, well, we tried socialism. That didn't work. So there's that reality, too, where like him winning sets back the left
1: you think Bernie winning would have set back the left? I don't know. No,
2: no, I'm oh. just saying that is a before you get all if mm-hmm. if before you get all misty eyed and start thinking about what could have been, like I think the scenario that I just laid out is a very very valid uh scenario.
1: Yeah. Um I guess so. It just seems that like again, I think it's actually not even valid. Mm-hmm. I'll step out and further and say that was going to be most likely. Mm-hmm. Oh, the Biden. Yeah, Biden winning was the most likely scenario. No,
2: like, no, no. That Bernie, Bernie becoming a Bernie, Bernie getting in, and then social democracy not fixing the problems oh. of of capitalism, and
1: capitalism just holding on for dear life. Well, it's and then everybody blaming Bernie one way or the other. I just think that this is like the the this it was essentially like an e- the easy way or the hard way, and it's the hard way now and right now it's the boring oh way. absolutely <laughs> you yeah, know yeah. what I mean it's the boring yeah, you way. know exactly I agree um and so like r- where we're kind of at right now is i mean you saw uh this morning uh many of the unions just immediately jumped to to endorse Biden. Uh, yeah,
2: you were spicy about that. You were texting I, me I, Yeah, at work. I
1: can talk a little bit about it. But um Please. I can also talk a little bit about like seeing Bernie Sanders um automatically line up behind Biden. I think this is kind of the moment where he's sort of like giving up the ghost on being a leader going forward, I guess you could say. Bernie yeah. is. Like it's he's like saying that somebody else has got to do this stuff. I'm eighty something years old, then I'm not gonna do it. Yeah, of course. Anymore. I mean it's it was a it was eventually time for that to happen, but then the problem is that like in the political side of things you know when it comes to you know next next round of prospects or whatever you're looking at AOC who's like barely not even 30 years old or something like that Rashida Tlaib and Ilhan Omar who are both like fairly exciting and then you got a bunch of nothing
2: yeah nothing <laughs> got like got I nothing. said
1: the bench bi-
2: the bench is the not bench even shallow the bench doesn't even exist ain't no bench there is, there is no bench, but like you were, you were getting kind of, you were getting really spicy well, talking about how, yeah, I say, say what you got issue, to say. Cause I mean, okay. let's fight about so it. I, I have a l- I have some
1: pushback. So the morning of the um, announcement of Biden, you get to see you see, you see a bunch of unions, uh, IBEW, the electrical workers was the, them on the first, SEIU uh, was the second. And like just immediately, as soon as Joe Biden um, announced that he was running for president. You see a lot of these major, major unions um, <laughs> just, like, immediately endorsing him. AFT was another one. Now, AFT is a union didn't necessarily endorse, but, like, Randy Weingarten, who basically, like, makes public statements and, and then makes the executive board behind her sort of clean up the mess or follow through on them statements. Um Basically through, you know, her weight behind Joe Biden and and it just sort of like one of the issues that happens with these things. And I think I think because we discussed this a little bit, um, the most likely outcome was for (laughs) the unions to get behind Biden as opposed to any kind of alternative. They're not going to get behind Marianne Williamson because Marianne Williamson is not a serious candidate. But the problem that I have with this kind of stuff is that um, and. I want to be very also clear that there is some like levels of process that take place, some internal polling that happens like a month before elections or whatever, but like that's all something that's not very, very like visible. And so like the image or the idea or the optics, I guess of unions just like immediately jumping behind Joe Biden, someone who, um, I mean, not very long ago was, uh, Key in signing legislation that would stop the railroad strike that uh, forced uh, potential striking uh, railroad workers back to work and just took away all their leverage for, uh, when it came to getting paid sick days, you know. And the idea that there's that that unions are still behind that guy, despite the fact of his optics of being like union Joe or whatever, without there being a visible internal deliberative discussion makes it look like unions are not democratic at all. And like, w- well, you know, things might be a bit more democratic than they appear. However, like that look makes it like, it. I think it helps a lot of right-wing arguments for like saying that you're, you know, these union whatevers are gonna come and take your dues money and they're not gonna provide you anything, which is not true. That makes sense? I mean, it does, but I don't know. I mean, my my question I ask is like, well,
2: what do you want them to do? I know you say you want them to to just show a, a more democratic front, mm-hmm. you know,
1: facing I think it would be front. Better, but I'm like, it would be better if there was a demonstrative process to show that Joe Biden got this election and earned it fair and square by the members and not by the leaders that that sort of making the decisions in their name. Make the members a, more a part of that process. That's right, but issue.
2: when you're dealing with a system, this is funny. I like this conversation is funny because I'm usually the one that's way more like idealistic than you are, and you're way more. No, no, this is a way no, more no, no, this is not an,
1: I'm not making an idealistic no? argument. I'm not making an idealistic argument. Because my thing is
2: okay. So all these unions, the reason why they endorse, the reason why they endorse anyone, is because they're they're saying to who's the, the pre the the candidate. They're saying look how many votes I can deliver for you. And then uh, when that time comes, you're going to scratch my back. So why would in the system like that, why would they even bother with a dog and pony show? They're all, the real game is to line up as quick as they can to get the,
1: get the King's favor. Well, the reason for that is because um, when this happens, I'll give you a perfect example. When I was a teacher in 2016, um, I, you know, it's, August of 2015 or like way maybe 14 or something like that. I'm just a green new teacher. I'm like looking around and, 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 you know, the union reps in the hall in the thing. And like, you know, I'm thinking, you know, when it comes to presidential election stuff or whatever, I'm thinking like, Hey, I like Bernie or whatever. And like a year and a half before the, the uh, election even takes place. I feel that, like I, I get told by by somebody that the <laughs> the choice of the teachers union, is, or the teachers, which is the represent the union is the representative of those teachers, that 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 the, that union is going to v- basically throwing all their weight and support behind Hillary Clinton without there being any process, without you being a part of this discussion, and so those members and I talk to people about this all the time often feel that they don't play a part in making this decision and so what they end up doing is getting mad at their leadership because the leadership doesn't represent them and that's like not true necessarily but they don't get a they don't have a way to sort of play a part in this decision and it doesn't necessarily um, mean that the you know decision that these people would be making is um would be different or anything like that but the fact that they don't feel like they're a part of it makes them not want to deal with it you know what I mean
2: yeah I mean I, I, under, like, I understand. basically I've never resentment. I've never been in a, a union mm-hmm. so like I can't I can't really speak to it firsthand of like how I would feel in that situation mm-hmm. but then I can also see like well you know I can
1: vote for whoever I want it's
2: Correct. just so leaving like, these my even these my, votes, my, my
1: even these votes that are right. being promised by these um these unions, like what if the members don't follow through? What if they don't d- deliver on that? That makes us look yeah. Like but that's dangerous. kind of the uh... yeah. Okay, no, no, that actually makes a mm-hmm. lot of sense.
2: Like, yeah, that, that I see what you're saying. Mm-hmm. So what happened? Then it then it becomes you've wasted your time, mm-hmm. and now like and we don't need us as a vo- uh, yeah. Us as a voting block doesn't even have power anymore. Yeah. No that uh, that makes a lot of. S- Actually, you've
1: convinced me. So, Damn. but like, and I'm and I'm and I'm not saying that unions should uh, be su- supporting uh, should not be supporting. by I just wish that there was a little bit more better political theater internally for the unions. Is my point. You got to win over no. the members. You need to make them feel like they're a part of the process. You make a part of something in order for them to buy into it. I mean, because I mean people could just decide not to vote or vote for somebody else or vote for Marianne Williamson or whatever, or the, the Andrew Yang forward party, you know, they could do it. Even if they don't believe in who they're, you know, the union is supporting they could, they could essentially decide like, Hey, you know, they chose this person who's probably might, they might be best for me. I don't know, but they did it without me. So I might just do a F you vote, you know? Totally.
2: No, like I said, I wanted to fight you more on this, but
1: you yeah. actually, you convinced
2: me in real time.
1: No, I, I agree with you. Mm-hmm. I I get exactly what you're saying. All right, well, we have achieved world peace and solved all Damn. problems. What else is going on? Good stuff. Um, Did you see, speaking of unions, that Sega of America Sega... is unionizing?
2: Uh... This is so dope because everybody, like, if you listen to the show, like, I, we all play video games, and... Video games are a I'm
1: sitting with my fight stick right in front of me right this now. This is a
2: hellscape, man. Mm-hmm. Like working working for a company like making video games,
1: actually doing the
2: the the labor of coding and all the art and technical stuff is
1: pretty much like working in a it's it's a sweatshop. It's a digital sweatshop. We've talked and on this show quite a bit about crunch and things like that as well. It's awful. But this is from
2: The Verge. And mm. you might know them from their terrible uh, how to how to put together your PC parts uh, video. But uh, oh, I don't know today, about this. Wait, hold some, on. What happened? Oh, there? it's it's so awful. Like that's a that's not even a for the show thing. So this guy, it was about three or four years ago. Uh, the Verge put out a video of like, hey, this is how you build your computer, and he just puts it together in the absolute wrong. Like it's <laughs> like, how did this wrong. even
1: boot? Like this booted up. Woo! That's the movie it's magic right crazy. there. Yeah, I'll send it to you. Linus Tech but, Tips would never do that.
2: Oh, Li- Linus felt so bad for the guy. They like had him on, and it's like we're gonna do this right. So like Linus, because made- like <laughs> everybody, everybody was-, was dunking on this guy. Everybody was just like, oh my, oh, because it's like, how is this even turning on? Yeah, awful. Let's see here. That's oh, awesome. Dateline yesterday. April 24, 2023 by Ash Parrish of the Verge. Uh, today, we're union today. Workers at Sega of America's Irvine, California office have filed for a new union election with the national labor relations board. The new union allied employees, guild improving Sega AEGS allied employee employees, guild improving Sega that rules yeah. is partnered Amen. with the um, communication, communications workers of America and consists of a supermajority of 144 employees across Sega Quality Assurance, Localization. Those are the people that... So, what Localization is, you've got a game that was made in Japan. They will take that game, and they will completely westernize it. Not even just translate it, but they will westernize it to the point of, like, if a loss... if Let's say a loss in convenience store is in, um, is in the game. Well, we don't have loss in here in America. They would change that to 7-Eleven.
1: Like that, something like that.
2: So it would make sense. Uh, live service, smart live service marketing and product development departments making the making Aegis the largest video game union in the United States, made up of workers across numerous departments. And that is very important. That's that's one of the things we've talked about. Um, I don't know if we we might have, but so Sega QA or just QA in general is quality um, assurance.
1: That is the like grunt work of uh, that is the coal mine of video game quality assurance uh, that's like uh, you basically yeah. checking to make sure this game has any problems at all
2: exactly you're so you're just playing like the same monotonous like two minutes of a level for like eight hours over no for eight hours pff, for 12 15 hours straight mm-hmm. trying to break it trying to trying to do whatever you can do to break it so that way if you can break and it the, then they can fix it the reason, so the, that consumer this, the, the
1: reason that QA is important because like especially with higher like big big studios like Sega like you're going to have millions of people playing your game and so if millions of people are playing your game or whatever maybe hundreds of thousands of people are playing your game they're going to figure out whatever every conceivable possible way this game could po- it could be broken right. and like you lock it up or you lose a save file or whatever and the people that buy the video games are mad at you <laughs>
2: So, QA is the As lowest you, it's paid, like literal, like, three most overworked. They're the they're the, three of the uh, against a video a game making process. They're the janitors. Yeah. And they have the most important job and they get respected the least. Yeah. Um. So, it's important that you have to have. So, for QA, of course, wants to unionize. And usually, a, a strategy is with these companies, these video game publishers, they will uh, turn their. Higher-paid employees, the guys who code or the guys who actually do art, they will turn, turn, turn into a class war and try to get them to turn on the the QA Divide guys if they try
1: to unionize. Yeah, dividing, conquering is classic. Mm-hmm. And so you need to have solidarity between your low-level or not low-level. It's the wrong word to describe them, but like these people who do this yeah. very, very difficult menial labor of testing games, and then put sort to of put them on the same code as like it's almost like like janitors and like trade people you know what i mean absolutely yeah like i think of video i think of the tech industry a lot like like the trades because they're essentially literally the ones that are building the infrastructure of you know networks or computer games or you know the internet or whatever it is and like they're they're the builders and then the the qa people are the are the people that keep make sure that it works and keeps it clean and, and running every day
2: Nope, that's exactly, that's the best analogy. It's the best way I can put it. Uh-huh. So The Verge had an opportunity to speak with workers ahead of the filing who talked about their experiences with Sega, the organizing process, and what it means to be part of a small but growing unionization force in the video game industry. And I quote, Our workers and our audience deserves games made by people who make a living wage. Yes. Read read the, read the mission statement announcing the Aegis Union. In our quest to reclaim our collective power, we have built bridges with fellow workers from across our company in an effort to understand our shared issues and those who that are unique to each department. Aegis, the largest video game union in the U.S., is made up of different departments. So far, most of the country's video game unionization efforts have been spearheaded by QA departments. Ah, like true. it's like almost like somebody knows something about this stuff. Mm-hmm. In twenty twenty two. The Tender Claws Human Union. What a great name. I, I love I love these names for, mm-hmm. for unions. They're slick. Uh, the Tender Claws Human Union, representing the California-based VR-focused Tender Claws, became uh, the first multi-department video game studio in the U.S. Organizing at Sega has been underway for over a year, according to Emma Geiger, a temp localization editor. Remote work and siloed departments made initial efforts difficult. Yeah. Uh, organizing started out with making friends, actually. You'd have a couple people on your team you want to hang out with after work, and then you'd see somebody in the office who was maybe not on your team but worked in the same space, and you'd reach out. That sort of bridges a little gap. I'm Jeff, I'm sure you have
1: thoughts um, no, on how to like, unionize. So, I mean, this... I don't really have a whole lot to add because it's something that's extremely familiar to see happening over and over again in different kinds of workplaces you, 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 organizing is not so different when it comes to organizing janitors or public service workers or home care work. like you have to like obviously where you're gonna meet or where people go after their shifts or how you can communicate with large groups of people or get lists of them or like find out how they associate Is different for each particular one but the mechanics of organizing is not different at all Mm. that's all i mean i'm sorry i don't have a lot to add other than the fact that it's just really cool to see that people are uh people organizing on the job it's awesome uh tori winkler
2: a senior manager said that a mutual love of the games she and her colleagues work on facilitated discussions and outreach needed to get different departments on board with their unionization efforts through talking about games with people in the localization department or QA was how I really started to learn about the unionization process, Winkler said. That communications, he said, has paid off. And even as we've been ha- um, having discussions throughout this process, it's really helped to forge connections with people I would, I wouldn't have had the opportunity just to talk to in my day to day working environment, Winkler said. Sega of America joins a slowly growing cohort of organizing game studios. Activision Blizzard subsidiary Raven Software kicked off a spate, a spat of union drives within the company after its QA team voted to organize in the wake of depe-
1: development layoffs. Department yeah. layoffs, sorry. So, so part of that is there have been a lot of um, layoffs in the tech industry, just sort of generally. They're trying to essentially eliminate workers and like juice profits out of the big luscious tech companies that exist in the world. And you know, this is the this is an example of the workers fighting for better conditions, better wages, and more more of their control on the job. So just to kind of put it into that context, where the uh, the um, tech industry is trying to shrink, this is a, this is the way you fight against it.
2: Heck yeah, dude. Uh, another QA, QA department, this time within Activision Blizzard's Albany studio, similarly voted to unionize last year. A third Activision Blizzard studio, Proletariat, made their public intent to unionize before withdrawing that petition. How are they going to withdraw the petition and call themselves Proletariat?
1: Uh, Change your probably, name. So I can think of one of two reasons. One, they were going to lose. Or two, I know I'm they're just like, too radical reckless. that they decided that they don't want to like... They don't want to have formal recognition by the NLRB man, <laughs> but more likely they were not going to win. Not um, gonna that's win. why you would pull a petition like that. I would think, but maybe not. I could be wrong. This is me sort of just talking here.
2: Yeah. Uh, after Microsoft announced its intent to purchase Activision Blizzard, it announced that it would take a neutral stance in any organiza- organizing activity. Uh, Mm-hmm. As a result when QA workers at Microsoft-owned Zenimax announced their intention to unionize, their labor organization was immediately recognized. Well,
1: Let's that's see. um I guess Microsoft is making the calculation that the f- like spending mo- mo- like spending money on union busting and like putting up the fight is not worth it. Um it's like basically the opul- opposite calculation that um like Starbucks is banging, right? Starbucks is just going as hard as they possibly could to like fire workers and get them into uh, these closed-door meetings and all this other stuff. But like um, the Bill Gates, the Microsoft, or whoever's in charge of Microsoft now. Not Bill Gates. Um, <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm, I'm living in the past. But um, they're essentially thinking that they, that, that they can let them have, throw them a bone when it comes to the union itself, but deny them a contract. That's yeah. what it seems like to me. Interesting. So they'll do neutrality on the question of the union, but they'll fight on the contract question. That's what mm-hmm. my suspicion would be. Got you.
2: Neither Winkler nor Geiger said they experienced any anti-union sentiments from management and are hopeful that Sega of America and its Japanese parent company will voluntarily recognize the union. I really hope that management recognizes that we're not doing this out of any sort of antagonism. Uh, Winkler said we're doing this because we respect our coworkers and want to be able to make our workplace
1: sustainable. Very positive message. Uh, very positive message. CK. Like they're Inclusive. they're not they're trying to keep it clean and not like yeah. pick a fight. They want they want it there that that is a very good sort of uh, way to honestly to hopefully get what you want. And then also like You know, make it very clear to the public that what you're fighting for here is the good of your workers. You're not like causing trouble or whatever. Which
2: I just think it's very interesting that like it feels. I know this isn't even fully or even we're not even you know five percent of the way there. If I was just gonna you know pull a number out of the sky, but Mm. it just feels like uh, the tech industry is the is the plant. Mm -hmm. And it's like slowly, slowly unionizing and people are slowly starting to flex their, you know, collective labor muscle. Yeah.
1: So you're going to have that. You're going to have essentially like you had in um, the 1970s. You're going to hit to a point where we have like higher levels of unionization in this country. And then at some point, what capital is going to try and do is outsource that labor. And that's what we need. To, that's a lesson that we, we learned from the deindustrialization of the 1970s. And uh, hopefully, you know, we can have this a, a sort of international so- solidarity with wherever they're trying. They're going to attempt to send those jobs uh, or um, get in, in any potential contract, get the boss to agree on not outsourcing those jobs and get it in and writing it in paper, on, on paper on paper. Mm. Yeah, I guess so. Um, actually, there was a correction in the
2: uh, in the article. It said that um, even though Microsoft, they still had to, Zenimax still had to vote um, for the union, even though Microsoft was gonna. I guess their stance was Microsoft was gonna write. You know, they're not doing recognition. The outcome, no they're way not way. doing
1: voluntary recognition. They're doing neutrality. So basically, they're the, the when when uh uh union files for uh union election. Um, okay. They they file to the NLRB and essentially the boss has one of w- technically two choices, but really three. So um, they have they can essentially do the union. They can basically say we're going to do the na- um, NLRB election. It's going to be you know under these terms. We're going to negotiate these terms and do all these other things. So the the um, the other thing is they can just sort of voluntary, rec- voluntary, voluntarily recognize the union and basically say you got those signatures. Okay, fine. We're not going to even go make you go through the trouble of, um, of, you know, fighting for the union, doing the election. You say you got the the numbers. Okay, cool. Um, or they can do something like a labor neutrality agreement or something like card check as well. But, um, that would be closer to the other end of voluntary recognition. But, um, the other thing that can happen is they can basically do the the neutrality and basically not do they'll basically say we're doing it. We're not going to make a big deal about it and go, you know.
2: Gotcha. Yeah, I honestly have no idea. I've, I've never been. In the I mean, union. I'm sure that there are no idea how
1: this works. I'm sure that so. there are closed door meetings that are taking place, at least in some kind of way. Um, mm-hmm. just sort of like this is the, you know, maybe I'm wrong. This might be me speculating, but um, you know, I would not be surprised if there were, you know, boss side know your rights conversations that are happening, and you like that's a lot of like like know your rights to say no to the union essentially, but um, it's just it's on the organizers and the union side to turn out their people out and get that win, and then get straight to the table for that contract.
2: Heck yeah, dude! That's so that's just so cool to hear. Like, yeah.
1: because with
2: you know, especially it makes me. With Nintendo be doing Nintendo things and how they gone attacking content creators, you mean yeah that that Bowser guy had to go to prison and now they're gonna garnish his wages pretty much for the rest of his life. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, you're gonna do that to one individual person for for stealing Mario Kart? Like, come on, bro, like that's that's crazy for modding Mario Kart. I don't care, Mm -hmm. like either way, it's just it's absolutely insane. And then you've got magic the guy, you've got Wizards of the Coast, Hasbro, Magic the Gathering um sent a youtuber who they want to review you know the new magic the gathering release, the wrong cards too early and so they literally sent the pinkertons not even a joke the bad guys from red dead uh, redemption 2 and deadwood the pinkertons to
1: go retrieve the cards oh, like the bad show guys up at from, like kid's house guns yeah the real the bad guys from real life history as well yeah Don't forget about the that. absolute <laughs> most terrible do it how much time do we have we got 20 minutes Oh, we got 20? Oh, yeah, I before guess Before we, we do talk that, though, that. let's pause yeah, for station ahead, ID. Please. You're listening to WHIVLP New Orleans 102.3. This is Good Morning Comrade, Jeff and Robert. So tell me about the Pinkertons, Robert.
2: Well, I I brought up, a, I just saw this, like, because I get to work every morning and I plow through, I plow through what I got to do. And usually around like 11 o'clock, I'm like, oh, let's check Google News. And I saw like the you know uh, pinkerton sent to youtuber's house to retrieve magic magic cards i'm like what what is this and i really didn't have the bandwidth to uh, to deal with i'm like like am are laughing at
1: this but it's very much not funny
2: did i just receive this over a telegram you know did did the russian guy from deadwood be like you know russian guy telegram service like come deliver me this like what what is going on in the air of our lord 2023 yes the pinkerton's still around i know i know they have subsidiaries like geo group and i know they own um a lot of these private prisons so they're definitely still around absolutely disgusting maybe we should do like an episode about, about the pinkertons one day let's do it let's do it history yeah, maybe we'll let's do a do deep that. dive yeah, on seriously maybe
1: we could do a deep dive on twitch or something
2: it's not a bad idea like we should just do it for a show i like that we're just uh show prepping this is a production wow. meeting now yes yeah, the production meeting live on air Thanks for thanks for the Patreon money so you get to be involved.
1: You're your super special production meeting. Anyway, Pinkertons, they're still around. What are they doing? Yeah. In 2023? So
2: okay, so this is from Polygon. Um it's by Charlie Hall at Charlie underscore L underscore Hall. Uh Dateline yesterday, April twenty-fourth, twenty twenty-three. Um when Magic the Gathering turned up on YouTube last week. Oh, I'm sorry. When Magic: The Gathering cards turned up on YouTube last week, publishers Wizards of the Coast sent private investigators from Pinkerton to retrieve them. The resulting confrontation reportedly <laughs> frightened one woman to tears. Oh old gosh. magic cards, dog. Yeah, we're talking about black vices and and uh, and mana. swaps <laughs> and lands and, and what? <laughs> uh, wizards confirmed that the in- wizards confirmed the incident at Polygon. Meanwhile, the presenter denies anything illegal occurred. Wizards confirmed to say, Yeah, we did it.
1: Yeah, we sent yeah, literal we sent we literal, we sent literal
2: mercenaries to some dude's house.
1: Yeah. We At sent some black water on, to your house, to your home. <laughs> yeah.
2: I mean, literally, I you know, used black water black water. It's saying black water, but it's black rock. Yeah. We could do it. We could do a whole episode about black rock too. Let's oh
1: do it. God.
2: At some point on April 20th, uh the YouTube channel Old School MTG posted published a video <laughs> showing the opening of a box of collector booster packs from March of the Machine, The Aftermath, one of just 22 boxes that said were purchased from an acquaintance. Little had been revealed about the set so far, which is not expected to arrive in stores until May 12th. As a result, the the video was quickly downloaded and used for fuel, uses fuel for reaction videos all over the internet.
1: Later on April twenty second, that's how the internet economy works. Like you you have like one person that makes a video, and then like a million billion streamers and YouTubers all watch that video for further content. It's content inception. It's 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 so crazy how the internet is now.
2: Later on April twenty second, old school MTG published another video explaining what had happened. I got up and recorded some videos. The presenter said in the video, "What kind of writing is that?" (laughs) (laughs) Uh, after <laughs> <laughs> right after i got done with the video dog started barking oh oh it's a quote i apologize sir i apologize and right after i got done with the video dog started barking because somebody was knocking at the door i come out and the wife's answering the door and it was the
1: pinkertons
2: <laughs> this, is, this man is he's not only a magic the gathering aficionado he is obviously a time traveler
1: yeah Oh, my Lord. And the Pinkertons
2: have followed him through the time portal. The name Pinkerton should ring a bell. why are the Pinkertons here? That's so gross, dude. The Pinkerton, uh, the name Pinkerton should ring a bell for all our American readers. The modern day Pinkertons are descended from the original Pinkerton detective agency, which was founded in Chicago, Illinois, more than 170 years ago. The company has played a role in major historical events, not the least of which was a stint as a violent strike-breaking private paramilitary force yep. in the late 1900s and the early 20th century. Good job,
1: Polygon. Yeah,
2: before- good, great article.
1: Yeah, they Pinkerton actually, like gave like they gave some proper context on the Pinkertons, which like yeah. is interesting that they would have that in like somewhat of mainstream media. You know what I mean?
2: Super dope. Yeah. Uh, let's see, Pinkerton now a subsidiary of Paragon Systems.
1: Uh, that, didn't like from, dang, that didn't sound like something from.
2: Dang it! Didn't sound like something from Terminator. It didn't sound like. It's
1: from Mass Effect, right? <laughs> you could uh, be the Paragon or the Renegade.
2: <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. Currently counts uh, security and loss prevention among its many services. Wizards confirmed to Polygon that the Pinkertons were involved in the incident. The presenter at Old School uh, MTG described agents as big, heavy hitter guys who frightened his wife. The Pickensers arrived with contact information for someone at Wizards of the Coast. After speaking with them, the presenter said they made the decision to pull their original videos down. She was very yeah. apologetic about making my wife cry first thing in the morning by sending these heavy-duty lawmen to come collect stuff and talk about stolen products in jail time, the presenter said in the video. They don't believe we stole anything, which we didn't. I don't know if they believe anybody really stole anything or it was just an accident or whatever, but they wanted the product back so they could try to figure out where the hole was so they could plug the hole. Wizards of the Coast confirmed that, yes, this is part of their investigation. A representative told Polygon, "I, you know, honestly, I didn't think I didn't think Hasbro had it in him. I didn't think the people who made like My Little Ponies and G.I. Joe's had had this kind of like brass. Be like, yeah, we did it like us. Yeah. It's kind of gangster. Like it's, <laughs> literally, I mean, it's gangster. They, they, literally, this is gangster. Man. In the video, the presenter goes on to extrapolate what they think happened in the situation. It's possible they say that someone somewhere in the distribution change accidentally mistook March of the Machine product for March of the Machine, the aftermath product. Okay. So now they're going to crack down on the workers. That's what's going to happen. Absolutely. They're going to on screwed, the workers. Yep. I, absolutely there someone screwed up and sent out the wrong cases to the gentleman that I bought the boxes off of because when he sold me the stuff he said he was selling me March of the machine collector boxes not aftermath he didn't really even know what aftermath really was I don't think Polygon reached awesome. out to old school NPG for more information engaging private investigators to retrieve stolen or missing trading cards is not a particularly new or novel strategy for game publishers I had no what what Just last week, Polygon reported on a similar incident dating back to 2021 involving uh, products from Pokemon, which were retrieved with the help of a private investigator. This presenter in the instance said said in the video that the person they spoke from, from Wizards, seemed to understand that they were not at fault. In fact, they were eager to compensate the YouTuber for the purchase of cards, potentially in the form of more appropriate product replacement, the presenter said. (laughs) Anyone has used my footage, you'll probably want to take that down. I mean, I'm sure it's just some like public relations guy who like, you know, now this, they find out, they find out this isn't a normal dude. This is a guy with a, with, with a fairly popular YouTube channel. Oh no. Channel. <laughs> oh, and no, like, we yeah. the and, and, and Wizards is not, the community, they're getting as bad as Games Workshop. Like what? the community's turning on them. So it's like, I'm sure this poor PR guy just didn't want, since he works in PR, he didn't want any smoke. Yeah, he's like, "What is going on where I work?" <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh my lord! And Honestly, like-
2: it reminds me. It reminds me of a story of when I used to sell mortgages for Citibank. Oh, and yeah. I, I forgot, remember one I day forgot, I came. I
1: forgot that was one of your fun previous jobs too. <laughs> yeah, I've done everything evil, but yeah, when I used to
2: sell mortgages for Citibank, I came into work and I was like checking the news like I normally do, and I read in India, um, some. <laughs> Debt collectors went to somebody's house and they got into a scuffle and they killed a guy. Jeez. And we find out like, and I, I keep reading and the the debt that they were trying to collect on was from some Indian bank, which was the subsidiary of, of the city. And I'm like, oh, we killed a guy today. Yeah. Cool.
1: Yeah. It's, I mean, that's, that's also old school. Ain't it, ain't
2: it capitalism cool?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Let's see. I no longer have the product, they said. The Pickertons took everything back to Wizards of the Coast. That includes empty boxes and wrappers. I don't even have a token to show for my effort. I don't know what a token is. He said with a laugh before noting his channel had recently doubled in viewership. It's yeah, all about they the did. We, He's dogs. got
1: something to show for it. At least he's yeah, kinda got he's got fans. It's all about it's it's all about the grift. He's he's he's, he's he backed himself into some clout in the MTG community i'm sorry bro if if if
2: for our little podcast slash radio show to take off i'm not really i don't want to visit from mercenaries okay
1: (laughs) you know what if it happens and i mean if if we do get visited by mercenaries at least hopefully we get that benefit on the back end you know what i mean if it comes to that like at least at least like you know, if we don't get killed or none of our dogs get shot by the Pinkertons or whatever, like <laughs> that would be a fine benefit, right? A little bit of attention, a little bit of something. Yeah, that
2: would that would rule. I wouldn't I would, say it I'd would be, be worth either.
1: it. I would say that if the, if the bad thing has to happen, then at least you get the uh, attention side of it all.
2: Imagine having a shootout with like mercenaries
1: in your home. It over would be just like car- Red Dead Redemption over cardboard, dog. Yeah, houses cardboard. They ain't made like they used to be. These people,
2: these people will hurt you over cardboard. Yeah, piece of paper. Damn,
1: dog. Well,
2: I'm. That was. That's enough sadness for me. The world is a poop. The
1: world is a poop. Before we go, I wanted to mention the passing of uh, the legend, the great Harry Belafonte. Uh, truly, you know, somebody who had the voice of an angel, uh, and who uh, really was a, you know, never-ending champion for working class issues uh, rest easy man
0: Angelina Angelina please bring down your concertina and play a welcome for me cause I'll be coming full from C i say angelina angelina please bring down your concertina and play a oh, welcome for me cause i'll be coming home from sea yes it's so long since i've been home seems like there's no place to roam well i've sailed around the horn I've been from San Jose up to Papin Bay and I've rode out many a storm, yes sir. Angelina, Angelina, please bring down your concertina and play a welcome for me, cause I'll be coming home from sea. Angelina, Angelina, please bring down your concertina and play a welcome for me, cause I'll be coming home from sea. Well, I've heard the body tunes, I've been in honky-tonk saloons, I took my liquor by the vat Our oh, well, I stayed and called for a rousing ball Home was where I hung my hat Angelina, Angelina Please bring down your concertina and play A welcome for me Cause I'll be coming home from sea Yes, sir! Angelina, Angelina Please bring down your concertina and play A welcome for me Cause I'll be coming home from sea Now I've courted many a girl I've been in ports all around the world, but my rambling days are done. I've been from Curacao so up to Tokyo, and I found there's so only one. And she's Angelina, Angelina, please bring down your concertina and play a welcome for me, cause I'll be coming home from C.S.L.O.D. Angelina, Angelina, please bring down your concertina and play a welcome for me, cause I'll be coming home. I've been home, seems like there's no place to roam, well I've sailed around the horn, I've been from San Jose up to Papin Bay, and I've rode out many a storm, yes sir, Angelina, Angelina, please bring down your concertina, and play a welcome for me, cause I'll be coming home from sea, all together now, Angelina, Angelina. Please bring down your concertina and play a welcome for me. Cause I'll becoming home from sea. Once again, Angelina, Angelina. Please bring down your concertina and play a welcome for me. Cause I'll becoming in from sea. A little softer. Angelina, Angelina. Please bring down your concertina and play a welcome for me. Cause I'll be coming in full A little soft. Angelina, Angelina. Please bring down your concertina and play a welcome for me, cause I'll be coming home from sea. Up to Lubbilla, Angelina, Angelina, please bring down your concertina and play a welcome for me, cause I'll be coming home from sea.